الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الا بذكر الله تطمئن القلوب وقال تعالى واذكر اسم ربك وتبتل اليه تبتيلا رب المشرق والمغرب لا اله الا هو فاتخذه وكيلا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يزال لسانك رطبا من ذكر الله او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مصطفى الله الكريم بدرسنا الدرس one of the very great personalities of his time was Ibrahim bin Adham rahmatullahi he was a king the king of Balkh and in this kingdom of his he was engrossed caught up in all the day to day things of the kingdom and as kings live their life generally but there was some search some talab some desire to gain the reality gain the true objective of life to gain the love of allah taala there was some search somewhere inside and this is on what allah taala shows his mercy and shows his special blessings the talab quran sharif allah taala spells it out yahdi ilayhi may yunib allah taala guides that person who has that inclination and that thirst for that hidayat this dunya is a place where there is a system in everything occasionally there will be an exception the system is that a child will come into this world by the agency of the parents so this is the system adam alayhi salatu wasalam was an exception he had no parents so isa alayhi salatu wasalam was an exception he had no father so these exceptions will be just far and few between but the rule will apply generally a person tries to now make an exception in everything for himself that i will somehow work it out through the exception it doesn't work like that so likewise hidayat allah taala has got a system through which hidayat will be granted at the first part of the system allah taala says yahdi ilayhi may yunib allah taala guides the person who has this talab this thirst this search thirsty person nobody has to encourage him to go and drink water he goes looking for the water hungry person goes looking for the food so a person who's thirsty for hidayat then he goes searching for it he is looking for it he is trying to find how to move forward how to progress how to come out of those negative habits how to become punctual on his salah how to become punctual on the other ibadat he is searching that talab is what starts opening the doors for him but that talab itself it doesn't end off with that a person has the thirst for water he even perhaps maybe goes out searching for the water 
But then when he finds it, it's perhaps maybe in a well. He says, I'm not going to take the trouble of now putting this bucket inside and drawing it out. All that is a bit too much for me. So then he'll stay without it. So together with the talab, that mujahada and sacrifice that will have to be made, that is essential. There's no get away from that. The exception, Allah Ta'ala sometimes with his sifat jazb, that special manifestation of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala that just draws a person without any apparent means. That's the exception. So in any case, Ibrahim bin Adam Rahmatullah also, there was perhaps a search within him. And Allah Ta'ala then made the unseen system come into motion for his guidance. So one day he hears some sounds on the roof. It was very strange, sounds on the roof. So summon the guards, check what's going on. So they went and found one person walking on the roof. Arrested him, brought him. What are you doing on the roof of the palace? Whether this was some angel in human form, whoever he was, Allah knows best. So he says, no, I've come to look for my camel. I'm looking for my camel that got lost. So now this became an even more strange thing. One is a person is walking on the roof of the palace. Now he says he's looking for his camel there. So Ibrahim and Azam rahmatullahi became very <coughs> upset with him, angry with him. That What is your problem? You lost a camel wherever you might have lost it in the jungle somewhere, on the roadside somewhere. How can that camel ever be on the pal- roof of the palace? You are looking for it where you will never find it. So when he gave this answer, or when he reprimanded him in this way, the stranger who was arrested and brought now, who was walking on the roof, he says that if I can't find my camel on the roof of the palace, where are you going to find Allah Ta'ala here in the midst of all this? Now this was something that was a divine arrangement for his hidayat. And when he heard this, it struck him like a bolt of lightning. Because he was no so engrossed in all these material things, that it totally distracted him from the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, from the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, from his obligations to Allah Ta'ala. Deen had become a secondary thing. The dunya had become the primary thing. So when he heard this answer, this struck him. And this eventually, together with other things, became the means of him giving up his entire kingdom. He left his entire kingdom and went away in the wilderness to just devote himself to the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. A person who is living a life of that comfort and luxury and everybody is at his beck and call and whatever he wants is available for him and now suddenly he is adopting this life so what did he get in that life? so this is the thing that we need to think about is first is this lesson of this incident Ibrahim in Adam Rahmatullah became very upset about this person looking for his camel on top of the roof, that it's not possible to find it there. Because it's not there. And this person's answer that then how are you going to find Allah Ta'ala in the midst of all these things? But likewise, we also look for many things where it's not there. It will never be found there. That peace, that contentment of life that everybody is looking for. No person wants to be miserable. Everybody wants to be happy. He wants to have peace. He wants to have contentment, serenity. But where do we look for it? We look for that peace and that happiness in material things. 
as an objective as if that is what will give us what we are looking for. But that is like looking for that camel on the palace roof. It's not to be found there. Where is it to be found? Allah Ta'ala spells this out in the Quran Sharif. Allah bi-zikrillahi tatma'innul qulub. Verily in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala do the hearts get peace. This is where it is. Now this remembrance of Allah Ta'ala is a very wide concept. And unfortunately this is something that is taken for granted. That well the zikr, mashallah is a very good thing, alhamdulillah. But if it happens, it happens. There's nothing big about missing it someday. It's no big deal. You don't do it today, you'll do it tomorrow. So that importance that is to be given to the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, that is something which often is missing. It's a casual thing, it's a by the way thing. We haven't realized what is the importance of this in the life of a mu'min. The Qur'an Sharif is filled with this command of zikr. And that which hasn't been mentioned with any other aspect of ibadat has been mentioned with zikr. Where the word kasira, uzkurullah zikran kasira. Remember Allah Ta'ala excessively. This word excessive didn't come for anything else. It comes with zikr. More than one place in the Qur'an Sharif. Why? What is this? What's the secret in it? After all, Allah Ta'ala is the greatest. Allah Ta'ala is the greatest. The name of Allah Ta'ala also can't be small. The name of Allah Ta'ala is also very, very great. And this is the secret in it. That a person wants to move ahead in life in terms of his progress in deen. And he wants that peace and that contentment. He will have to start off with the name of Allah Ta'ala. And that is why we find in the life of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, from the morning, from the time the eyes open, there is zikr. Zikr in its various forms. Zikr in the form of some masnoon dua as we call them. Zikr in the form of tasbihat, etc. Zikr in the form of tilawat of the Quran Sharif, various ayat at specific occasions. Or tilawat in tahajjud. Sometimes Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is reciting several paras in one rakat. Six, seven paras in one rakat. And the various other forms of zikr and tasbihat. And all this is meant to bring a person to the essence of zikr. And the essence of zikr is the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala and the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. But this verbal zikr has been greatly emphasized. And unfortunately this is something we take lightly. In Surah Al-Muzammil, here again Allah Ta'ala brings about the same subject. After having given the Beast the command that stand up in front of Allah Ta'ala for the Tahajjud Salah, half the night or more, or decrease a little. And then further Allah Ta'ala says, وَذْكُرِسْمَ رَبِّكَ وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا وَذْكُرِسْمَ رَبِّكَ Remember the name of your Rabb. When you say, remember Allah Ta'ala, here in the Quran, Sharif Allah Ta'ala is saying the name of your Rabb. What is the name of our Rabb? The name of our Rabb is Allah. So the zikr of Allah is established from the Quran, Sharif. Some people, they have this notion that to make zikr of Allah is not established. 
establish from this very ayat. Wazkurisma Rabbik. But this particular way of expressing it, that take the name of your Rabb. Rabb. Rabb is that being that nurtures, that is filled with love. So this is the message here, that take the name of your Rabb with love. Because it's out of that compassion and love that he's nurturing you. So you also take his name with love. Not just, by the way, like a burden. Take it with love, with muhabbat. وَذْكُرِسْمَ رَبِّكْ وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا means that cut yourself from everything and attach yourself to him. Now does this mean that a person has to abandon living with people, have nothing to do with the world and go and isolate himself in some jungle somewhere? No, that is not what's required. He can be fulfilling the command of وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا while he is in the midst of everyone. But he disassociates himself from everything that becomes an obstacle in getting to Allah Ta'ala. If somebody is trying to distract him from the path of his objective, then he will cut off from that. And he will attach himself and link himself to Allah Ta'ala. If somebody is trying to drag him in the wrong direction, he will in a nice way just excuse himself and carry on. He will carry on in the path that takes him to Allah Ta'ala. Cut yourself from everybody and everything and attach yourself to Allah Ta'ala. Because that is our objective. The pleasure of Allah Ta'ala is the greatest thing. person got that, he got everything. But now in that process, now a person will have various questions coming in his mind, but now I'm going to dedicate myself to zikr in the morning, and zikr in the evening, and then so many things I have to do. So Allah Ta'ala says, Rabbul Mashriqi wal Maghrib. Allah Ta'ala is the Rabb, and the Lord of the East and the West. Why the east and west? The east is where the sun rises. The day comes from the east. Allah Ta'ala is the creator and the nurturer of this day. So that Rabb who created the day, can't he also create the means for all your needs? You dedicate your time for his remembrance. He will make the rest of your day easy for you. You dedicate your time for that zikr without any distraction. Allah Ta'ala is the creator of that east from where the sun rises. Allah Ta'ala is the creator of that day. Allah Ta'ala will create all the means to take care of your needs of the day too. But you remember him without any distraction in a dedicated manner. And then having passed the day, now the night comes, the person has his own requirements of the night. Allah Ta'ala is Rabbul Mashriqi wal Maghrib. The sun set in the west. Allah Ta'ala is the creator of that west. Allah Ta'ala is the creator of that night that came as a result of the sun setting. And he'll take care of all your needs of the night as well. And then again, the zikr, la ilaha illahu, is none worthy of worship but Allah Ta'ala. And this is something which in so many ahadith, the virtues of la ilaha illallah have been mentioned. The person decides la ilaha illallah hundred times daily in the riwayat of Kanzul Umal, is this virtue mentioned? that his face was, will shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. And shining like the 14th moon, this requires that he would have done something in dunya. So which is actually a glad tiding that he'll get the tawfiq of righteous actions in dunya. And get the tawfiq of being safe from sins. 
So, la ilaha illahu. So, therefore, you devote yourself to Allah Ta'ala. That whole day you have so many concerns, but that being who has everything in his control is Allah Ta'ala. So, you turn your attention to him. فَاتَّخِذْهُ وَكِيلًا Wakil, wakil is a word that we are familiar with in many languages. An agent is also called wakil. He does the job on your behalf. Here what we are being taught actually is now tawakkul. That you entrust all your matters to Allah Ta'ala. Make him your wakil. You entrust everything to him. Have this complete tawakkul and trust in Allah Ta'ala. What does this tawakkul mean? Does it mean that now a person abandons doing anything, abandons every effort, abandons all the means? No. Tawakkul is that a person undertakes the means that he has to undertake, but he doesn't ever trust on those means. His trust in his Allah Ta'ala alone. Allah Ta'ala wills, this means will bring about some good. Allah forbid, otherwise the same means can bring about destruction also. Allah Ta'ala wills all this morning to evening effort will bring a profit. Otherwise, nothing will come out of it too. So he never ever trusts on that means. He trusts in Allah Ta'ala alone. So, فَتَّخِذْهُ وَكِيلًا Now when he is undertaking this path of trying to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, and he is engaging himself in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, and the remembrance in completeness, the verbal remembrance, the remembrance of the heart, and the remembrance of action. Remembrance of action, that he is fulfilling whatever Allah Ta'ala's commands are. And he is refraining from whatever Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. So now when he takes this path, then generally it will be the case that he will have opposition to. This is a standard story. وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَا لِكُلِّ نَبِيٍ عَدُوَا Allah Ta'ala says, every Nabi there was an enemy for him. Every Nabi had an enemy also. If the Anbiya Alim had enemies, then who is anybody else? Then what standing is anybody else on to say that I am somebody that should never ever have anybody opposing me in any way whatsoever? It will happen. There will be some opposition. So when this opposition comes in the way, what is the procedure? وَصْبِرَ عَلَى مَا يَقُولُونَ We are all linked up to that remembrance of Allah Ta'ala because we are now trying to get onto that path which takes a person to Allah Ta'ala. So now there mustn't be anything allowed to come in the way which derails a person. And when a person gets caught up in those confrontations, gets caught up in all these things, and he distracts himself and he gets into it, then he'll get derailed. He has to quietly maneuver himself and carry on. So, wasbir ala ma yaqulun. On the one hand, Allah Ta'ala says, wasbir. You be patient upon that which they are saying, meaning all the kinds of comments that will come. Somebody will say something and somebody will say something else. When they didn't leave Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, somebody called him a sahir, a magician, and somebody called him something else, and somebody, na'uzubillah, called him insane, and somebody said something, and all these things, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had to listen. One person came to some buzrug and said that I all the time being abused. So now, sometimes in Ahlullah, they have a very, very unique way of just trying to get a person to understand that he should just ignore something. Certain things, just ignore it. But now, how to make him understand that? So sometimes, is Allah Ta'ala inspires something in the heart at that time, in such a way that that becomes enough for him. 
This person came to the Buzrug and said, I'm all the time being, something or the other is being, comments are being passed against me and people are abusing me and making hurtful remarks. The Buzrug asked him that you are taking this in this manner where you are wanting that you should never ever face such a situation. People didn't leave Allah Ta'ala, where are they going to leave you? See, they even started making comments against Allah Ta'ala, that Allah Ta'ala got a son, Billah, and Allah Ta'ala, what, what kind of comments they made against Allah Ta'ala, that the Malaika, the daughters of Allah Ta'ala, Billah. so they didn't even leave Allah Ta'ala, where are they going to leave you? But this set in his heart. Whereas this was just a way of making him understand, don't get into this, just ignore it and carry on. All these comments, there's no end to it. Comments will carry on. Person who's got his focus on the destination, then he will, he'll carry on. Yes, something needs to be addressed, he'll address it. But just some idle comment, some sarcastic remark, somebody made some hurtful comment or whatever, all those things he'll just bypass it and carry on, <laughs> let nothing happen. So, wasbir ala ma yaqulun. Allah Ta'ala is saying, just make sabr. Make sabr on all these comments and whatever remarks they are making. Just make sabr upon it. At the same time, وَهْجُرُهُمْ hajran jamila. وَهْجُرُهُمْ hajran jamila. Now those who are bent on doing the wrong. And now they are passing all these comments against you. وَهْجُرُهُمْ hajran jamila. You separate yourself from them, but hajran jamila. What is hajran jamila? In a very beautiful manner, separate yourself. So those who are causing that hurt, those who are causing that difficulty, those who are causing you that pain, those who are making those comments, and whatever else is carrying on, so now you have to save yourself also. You have to protect yourself. So protect yourself by just separating. But how? Wahjuruhum hajran jamila. In a wonderful manner. The explanation of this in the tafsir is that الْهِجْرَانُ الْجَمِيلُ الَّذِي لَا شَكْوَى فِيهِ وَلَا اِنْتِقَامُ That this separation in a beautiful manner means that that kind of separation, number one, where there is no complaints. Now the person is forever stuck, that record is stuck on the same spot. And this starts leading a person to all kinds of mental difficulties, depression and whatever else. Because now this has happened, whatever has happened has happened. The past is not going to now be revisited. The past is past already. But now the person is stuck in the past and now he starts rewinding the same thing in his mind over and over again. Why did this happen? And What was the reason? And why did this person did not, why did he not do this? And why did that person not do that? And I should have done this and he should have done that. But what is that going to serve? What purpose is going to serve? But when a person keeps rotating the same negative thought in his mind, this is a medical thing that one doctor heard from, says this is one of the causes of mild depression. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, وَهْجُرُهُمْ hajran jamila." That when there is no complaint also, there is an initial hurt which is human nature. Insan is insan. He has feelings, emotions. So that's human nature. But a person who now is looking ahead, he doesn't get stuck in the past. That past was there, it hurt him for that moment, for that day or two. But when he is intent on moving forward, then he'll leave the past behind. But if he wants to live in the past, his whole life will come out like that. 
And there won't be any progress. He lost out the past already. And by sticking in the past, he'll lose out the future as well. Now the past is past. وَهْجُرُهُمْ hajran jamila, Where there is no complaint. وَلَا intiqam, And there is no thirst for revenge also. That well now I need to get my own back. I need to sort this person out. So that too is not the case. He is totally devoted to his destination. I need to get to Allah Ta'ala. And since I need to get to Allah Ta'ala, all these distractions and all these things that are going to try to become obstacles in my way, I need to pass by it. I can't get caught up in all this. Otherwise then I'll become part of the ghibat that's taking place somewhere and part of the slander somewhere else and part of Allah knows best what not will happen. And all that ibadat and that zikr and that tilawat and whatever other efforts are being made, all that will be drained out by the time a person reaches ahead, he's got nothing left. That is why in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, Man ja'abil hasana, falahu ashru amsaliha. That the one who brings along a good deed, what is to do the good deed? MashaAllah, the person did the good deed. But did he look after it and bring it along? person went to work and after the whole month, he now earned his money. He earned it, but did he bring it home? Now he earned it, but on the way he got robbed. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us, but now he got robbed on the way. So now he came home and he's saying, he's bragging about it, that today, that this month, I earned so much, plus there was so much bonus also I earned. It was like triple the normal amount. See, but what you brought home? See, it's not what I earned a lot. Don't worry about what I brought. Because there's nothing that I brought. So if you brought nothing, then it's worth nothing. So likewise, the person made a lot of effort, did a lot of amal, but by the time he reached Qiyamah, in dunya already he had lost everything. By the time his eyes closed, with the ghibat that he made, and with the slander sometimes, and whatever other wrongs that he had done to people, as a result of which all this got, gets distributed. So he did it, he earned it, but he didn't come along with it. Therefore Allah Ta'ala says, Man abil hasana, The one who brings along a good deed. On the day of Qiyamah, he'll get ten times the reward for every good deed. Multiplied by ten, the minimum. But that is provided he looked after it and brought it. So therefore the person who has his destination in front of him, he will be devoted to his efforts. So he'll carry on with all his, whatever work that is necessary for him to do. But in all that, he will be conscious of Allah Ta'ala. And the zikr of Allah Ta'ala will be above everything. The zikr of Allah Ta'ala in the form of the obedience to Allah Ta'ala. Whether he is in his business, he is at his job, he is in his profession, he is out on the street, wherever he is, he is in some social function, he is in his house. Everywhere he is conscious of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is watching, Allah Ta'ala is aware. And therefore, the person who is now making that verbal zikr, this verbal zikr is meant to bring about this reality of zikr also. This consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. Many a times a person says, but the zikr I'm making, well it's carrying on, but there's no enjoyment coming in it. We are not slaves of enjoyment. We don't worship enjoyment. We worship Allah Ta'ala. We don't make zikr for the purpose of enjoyment. We make zikr for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. And if some enjoyment, mashallah, comes, excellent. But if the person doesn't, for example, feel the taste of the food for whatever reason, he's eating that food, 
he doesn't feel the taste of it. But he ate it, he'll still get nourished. So Thani has very clearly mentioned that a person who is making his zikr regularly, even though he never got any enjoyment out of that his whole life, by that zikr that he's making regularly, he'll also become sahib in his birth. He will also gain that connection with Allah Ta'ala. So this regularity on the zikr, regularity without missing it, something really beyond a person's control, somebody is very ill, something really, then if he cannot do everything, he did half of it, did quarter of it at least, but not to miss it out, the person who doesn't eat one day, he'll feel the weakness. He didn't eat anything for that day, physically he'll feel the weakness. Likewise, the person who misses his tasbihat, his askar, his tilawat, the whole day went without it, then the weakness starts setting in. And it doesn't become apparent immediately, but the next day the same thing happens, by the third day certain sins start creeping in. Because the viruses start attacking a weak body. So likewise, this weak heart, the viruses of sin start attacking. Now the person suddenly says that I slipped here and I slipped there, but the slip happened before that. The slip happened already when the zikr was being missed, when the tasbihat was being missed, when the tilawat was missed. That was the first slip. This was a consequence of that. So this is something to be very, very diligent about. Our tasbihat, whatever we are prescribed, and our tilawat of the Quran Sharif, and whatever other amal that we have been, we are doing, we should continue with this. This is the nourishment of the soul that we have to have daily. And when a person carries on with this, this opens the doors for further progress. And then, what we are desiring, inshallah, Allah Ta'ala will open the door for us. Allah Ta'ala wa ta'ala, give us all the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabih وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 
ഹാഷ്യം <laughs> وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين